2: Take good care, and we'll see you there.
3: From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes, and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 70,
4: Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a great show for you today. David Vasse, the L.A. Dodgers reporter for AM570 L.A. Sports, who'll give us some insight and expectation on the Dodgers for 2023. We'll do some getting robbed and why baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL. Yes, sir. Let's go. Better up. To lead
3: off, it's getting robbed. And keep them up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in
4: Major League Baseball. Number one, say it isn't so, Mets fans. Are you kidding me? Closer Edwin Diaz is injured. He injured his right knee on uh, Wednesday night after he closed out the uh, WBC game. He uh, got a strikeout to end the uh, to end the game, a five-two victory for Puerto Rico. But the joy turned into tears when uh, his teammates surrounded him. And all of a sudden, uh, he was uh, sprawled out on the, on the floor, on the, on the field with the right knee issue. So the celebration stopped and uh, Diaz was helped off the field, put into a wheelchair and then rolled onto the concourse beneath the uh, stands. And, uh, you know, you could some players were really upset. Some were crying. The whole idea that uh, Edwin Diaz could, could be hurt in a celebration. A freak, you know, incident. We've seen this happen before in baseball. You can't blame this on the WBC. You know, like people, oh, this is why you shouldn't play the WBC, because people get hurt. And this is a freak accident. This shouldn't happen. It wasn't like he was making a play or something. The game was over. I mean, that would subdue any mood. Uh, You know, the Mets tweeted out after the game that uh, Diaz and D did suffer a right knee Uh, injury, and he will undergo imaging on uh, Thursday. They want to take a look at it, and then they'll obviously update everybody. But if he's lost for any significant amount of time, that's a blow to the Mets and their bullpen. Number two. Trevor Bauer is on his way to Japan to revive his baseball career. As we know, Trevor Bauer hasn't pitched for a couple of years. He was released by the Dodgers, who still have to pay him $23 million. There was a chance that uh, Bauer, who was uh, had been investigated and suspended by Major League Baseball for off-the-field uh, activities and uh, alleged uh, assault against uh, a woman or a few women, uh, but uh, he was cleared and, and his suspension was reduced. There were never any criminal charges, so he could have pitched, and his suspension was reduced by Major League Baseball, but... Somehow the other 29 teams, nobody decided to give him an opportunity or give him a chance to pitch in the big leagues this year. I'm not surprised. I think it's going to be a year or two. He's got to do some cleansing. People need to see that he's uh, remorseful and that he's changed his ways, at least publicly. And I think there'll be another opportunity for him. The only strange thing about this announcement was that he said as a kid growing up in Hollywood, California somehow, or the suburban L.A., he grew up dreaming of pitching in Japanese baseball. How in the world was that your childhood dream, to pitch in in the Japanese baseball league? Seems a little far-fetched. It might be intriguing, but I'm assuming that kid, Trevor Bauer in suburban Los Angeles, grew up as a Dodger fan and always wanted to pitch at Dodger Stadium. So I guess you're playing to the crowd, telling people that that was your childhood dream. Nonetheless, that's where he'll be. He'll be in Japan this year. I'm sure Major League teams will monitor him, see about his behavior, see if he still has his good stuff. Remember, he had won the Cy Young with the Reds a couple years ago, signed a big deal with the Dodgers, was the highest paid player in Major League Baseball at one point, and then the scandal hit. So he'll try to regroup. Try to uh, bounce back, and we'll be keeping an eye uh, from across the seas at Trevor Bauer pitching in Japan. Number three. Interesting news and uh, good news is Hal Steinbrenner, the managing partner of the New York Yankees, uh, had a conversation with the New York media and talked about – you know, having conversations with his star Aaron Judge when it comes to uh, the business of the Yankees. That he wants input from Aaron Judge, who we know, bet on himself, wind up getting a big $360 million deal um, from the Yankees to stay. Aaron Judge is the biggest star in baseball. 62 home runs, the new American League record, who people flocked to watch last year. Uh, But, you know, Hearing an owner say he's talking to the, one of the star players. Baseball has 26 players on their roster. So to say that you're talking to your star and you're consulting him and asking him for ideas, he's even talking about, uh, with Aaron Judge, about improvements that need to be made at their minor league facility down in Tampa. I mean, that you wouldn't think that would be a conversation, but apparently Hal loves his relationship with Aaron, uh and and Aaron Judge uh I'm not surprised he didn't go I remember the Padres offered him 400 million in the 11th hour trying to steal him away from the Yankees and he took the 360 to stay in the Bronx this guy loves being in the pinstripes loves the whole tradition of it and um I think Steinbrenner Hal Steinbrenner in this case admires that you know you want people want to play for you who respect what was been built with your organization and, uh, and the fame and the history of, of the Yankees. And that embodies Aaron Judge. He's no issues off the field. He's a great guy. He gets um, his stardom. He can handle it in New York, all the pressure that comes with it. A lot of players can't play in New York because of the pressure of the fans and the media. But Aaron Judge has no issue. And I think Hal Steinbrenner is doing the right thing. This is smart business. Get Aaron Judge involved make him feel like he is important and a long-term part of the New York Yankees.
5: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com with Amex.
6: Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new.
4: Now let's welcome into the podcast Mr. David Vasse, or Dave Vasse, whatever you want to say. Uh, Of course, longtime Dodgers reporter for AM570 LA Sports, the home of the Dodgers on the radio in Los Angeles. Dave, welcome to the program. How are you?
0: Oh, always great to be with you, Rob. Thanks for asking me on again. I remember during the pandemic, I'd be walking around uh, Texas Stadium with you, uh, Putting me on the show, so that's what I remember most about this.
4: That's right, no doubt about it. Uh, let's start here. Freddie Freeman, uh, a hamstring, uh, happened in the WBCs playing for Canada. Both of his parents were born there. Uh, what's the what's the diagnosis on him, and will he be ready for opening day?
0: He will be ready for opening day. Spoke to Freddie, and he said he did not feel that dreaded uh, tug at his hamstring or any pop just merely tightness in the middle of his right hamstring. He's going to be back playing Cactus League games here this weekend. So the Dodgers dodged a huge bullet with that. But, Rob, as you know, you know, it's not just getting over it physically, but mentally. Will Freddie be able to feel like himself without having to worry about this hamstring in the back of his mind? I'm still waiting to see that. And I'm still – I think the Dodgers are still – you know, hoping that this does not linger any sort of tightness because, you know, you know how hamstrings go. Um, you might think you're over it, but all of a sudden you have a setback. But the good news is it seemed like he was uh, very proactive, did not chance it, and took himself out of the game.
4: That made a lot of sense. You don't want to re-aggravate it or hurt it further and then miss time. And you're right, the Dodgers, they need him. He was one of their most productive players a year ago, Uh, had a great first season in L.A., and the Dodgers are expecting big things from him again.
0: Yeah, especially now without the shift, Freddie Freeman has a very good chance of winning the batting title this season, and if there's one player the Dodgers cannot afford with the lack of their depth in their lineup this season, it's Freddie Freeman. They cannot lose Freddie Freeman for any extended period of time. I feel like they could even make up for losing Mookie Betts more than they could make up for losing freddie freeman in that lineup and look is freddie going to uh risk his season for team canada i would certainly hope not and obviously uh he did not chance it so that's a good thing
4: let's talk about the uh dodgers and the pitching um they had a chance uh to bring back trevor bauer who was a, a former cy young award winner I, I know that wasn't happening but but You know, some teams might have just said, hey, you know, he he faced his suspension. It's all over. But it doesn't seem like his teammates really wanted him back or the organization. Just quickly, there was no chance of him coming back to the Dodgers, was there? Well, I will clarify this, Rob. Uh,
0: The teammates were not the issue here. I I think the teammates – Um, would not have – I feel like the sense I got talking to players on the team, they were ambivalent to the whole situation. They knew he could help them potentially as a starting pitcher. And, uh, you know, if if they didn't bring him back, nobody in spring training is is complaining about that either. So I feel like there was uh, ambivalence from the player's side. Um, But, look, the evidence is that 29 other teams – had an opportunity to sign Trevor Bauer for the league minimum. They chose not to uh, for some reason, and now he's pitching in Japan. But going back to the Dodgers pitching, Rob, I really believe that could be the difference in this NL West race. I really believe that the Dodgers have the good pitching depth, quality pitching depth, to get through 162 games. That's their biggest strength, their starting rotation depth, um, over the Padres. I just feel like that could be a difference maker. Uh, the Padres certainly are going to score a lot of runs, but is their pitching deep enough to get through a marathon? A lot of people are questioning that.
4: How about uh, the shortstop position? Uh, of course, Trey Turner signed uh, a free agent deal um, with the uh, Philadelphia Phillies for big money. Uh, what are the Dodgers going to do and uh, you know, going forward in that spot?
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be veteran Miguel Rojas, who they traded for during the offseason to add some infield depth. And now they, they have a guy that can play shortstop and play it defensively better than most in Major League Baseball. And also, you know, his veteran leadership is going to be able to help Miguel Vargas and help him learn a new position at second base. So the Dodgers are, are okay at shortstop, Rob. But where they where they may find some um, concern is their infield depth because they don't really have a plan C now with Lux being out and Rojas being the starting shortstop. That's why, as we speak right now, they're still trying to find some depth that could help them out up the middle and in the infield because Rojas was going to play – all four in, infield spots, um, and if somebody got hurt, he could fill in for a period of time. But now he's the starting shortstop, and they don't really have anybody behind him to, to do that role except for Chris Taylor.
4: And, and Gavin Lux, you mentioned him. What a, what a break that was uh, for him to be uh, injured. I mean, the Dodgers were expecting big things from him this, with a chance uh, to play every day.
0: Yeah, and on such a freak um, play, right? There was no play at third base. He was ducking um, because he thought the ball was going to hit him in the head, and it didn't appear like it was anywhere near him. But, yeah, big, big loss and a a really tough break for Gavin Lux because he was ready for this opportunity. He had worked so hard during the offseason to be ready for this. And he really was going to have a big year. So, you know, you know how it goes, Rob. When you have ACL and other ligaments that need to be repaired, it's hard to be the same guy the following season. So hopefully his youth, being only 25, can help him recover.
4: Our guest is David Vassey. He's the Dodger reporter for AM570 LA Sports, the home of the Dodgers on the radio in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, another veteran the Dodgers have in campus is Jason Hayward. Uh, you know who, of course, was uh, played for the Cubs, started for the Cardinals, um, and is a left-handed bat. Tell me about his spring, and can he make the team? Is he going to be a part of this uh, Dodger team for 2023?
0: The indications we're getting from Dave Roberts are that Hayward will get an opportunity to be on the opening day roster. I can see why people in Chicago loved him. He's a great guy. He's a great teammate. Um, just in the short time I've gotten to know him in spring training. Tremendous, tremendous human being. And they're going to give him an opportunity. He's made radical adjustments in the in positive way to try to give himself a chance to be better than what he's been the last few years. So let's see where it takes the Dodgers. And if it doesn't go well, they have a very young outfielder in James Outman that is ready for his opportunity as well.
4: All right, the Padres, we brought that up earlier. You know, the expectations are big. You, t- you you talked about whether or not they'd have the pitching for the marathon of 162, but the lineup is unbelievable. I think it's sick. Am I right? Just talk about the Dodgers last year the Dodgers beat up on the Padres all regular season and then the Padres shocked them in the postseason. Um the Padres are going to be formidable. They just I don't, I don't see the weak link in the in the lineup.
0: Yeah, not just this year, for the foreseeable future, because they have every intention in extending Juan Soto. They just extended Manny Machado. They added Xander Bogarts. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is under contract. It's a tremendous lineup. It reminds me of the lineups the Dodgers have had the previous three or four years. It's that good. They're going to score a lot of runs, and they're going to need to, I'm sure, on certain nights. Um, They have a very good team. Everybody I talk to believes that this race, the NL West race, will come down to the final two or three weeks of the season, may even come down to the final week of the season. Um, but the pitching depth, uh, you saw Nick Martinez for Team USA. That's one of their starting pitchers. Um, after you know Joe Musgrove dropped a dumbbell on his toe, uh, if that were to happen in the regular season, could they handle that? So that's the only If you had to poke a hole in the Padres roster, it would be that. Um, The Dodgers' strength is their starting pitching for the regular season, and the Padres' strength is their offense and also their bullpen. They have a very good lockdown bullpen. Josh Hader found something at the end of last year. He's back. He's back. Am I right? Yeah, he's back, and he's a free agent at the end of the year, so you know he's going to be locked in this season.
4: Uh, let's the final thing they appreciated uh, as we uh, talk about the Dodgers. What are the expectations? I mean, the Dodgers expect to win a World Series. They're built that way. They have star players. Um, you know, is, is is do they have enough to get there and win another World Series? Of course, they won in twenty twenty.
0: They do have enough, Rob. They certainly do. We saw it last year. You don't have to win 111 games to get to the World Series or win the World Series. The Phillies proved that. Um, It was a disappointing end to last year. There's no doubt about it. You win 111 games and get bounced uh, in the first round by only winning one in the playoffs. It it was borderline embarrassing, let's be honest, with that group. Um, But this year, they still have enough to get there, and they have enough to run the table to the World Series. It it's going to be as far as expectations go. I could tell you the fans expect a World Series every year from the Dodgers with this uh, with the expectations the Dodgers have set for themselves. But I think fans are sitting back, waiting to see what this team is going to look like and and how they're going to perform without all star after all star after all
4: star. And I think the National League, Dave. Stop me if I'm wrong. The national league is a stronger league, you know, it goes back and forth with teams, mm-hmm. but in the East, you got the Mets, of course, you got the Braves and you got the Phillies who spent a lot of money in the offseason. season. And then you got the Dodgers and, and the Padres. Those might be five of the best seven or eight teams in the entire, in, entire baseball.
0: No doubt, Rob, but I will say this. I know everybody loves the Phillies. They're going to be without Bryce Harper until July. And they needed Bryce Harper last year. When he was out for that period of time trying to figure out his elbow situation, they did not play well. And once he came back, they went to a different level. And him being a DH saved their season. Trey Turner is going to be a huge addition for them in Harper's absence. And when he gets back, he's going to give them a boost. But they're going to have to keep their head above water in that tough NL East until Harper comes back. So it's going to be tough. The Mets, I guess, are good. Uh, I'm not all in on the Mets like everybody else. I couldn't believe Buck Showalter won the National League Manager of the Year when his team blew a 15-game lead, and he still <laughs> wins Manager of the Year because he's uh, he's cute with the New York media and uh, Curry favored with them. I-, I just didn't get that, and I'm still not sold on them Um I think the Braves right now are the best team in the National League.
4: Yeah, Braves are young, and they got so many. They just keep bringing up these young studs. It's amazing where they are. They aren't going anywhere uh, for years to come as well. His name is David Vasse. He's the best at covering the Dodgers. That's why we had him on the podcast. Dave, appreciate you, and we'll see you opening day in two weeks. I can't wait. Can't wait. Me either. Under the lights at Dodger Stadium, Rob. All right. Thank you, David Vasse,
0: AM570 LA Sports. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary.
1: We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
5: 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
7: I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Now bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Track two. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA, and it isn't even close.
4: Reason number 555 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL. It's simple. Did you see the WBC game in Miami last night? I mean, the Marlins must have been jealous. It was a sold-out crowd. It was unbelievable. Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. It was amazing to see the love for the game and all the people who showed up. But baseball is truly an international game. I know a lot of sports talk about it. Uh, We're going to see something that's really cool. In 100 days, the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs are going to have a series, a two-game London series in June, June 24th, June 25th, at London Stadium, And it will mark the return of Major League Baseball uh, to that site. The Red Sox and Yankees put on a show back in 2019. Uh, It was well-received, and so baseball is going back. Um, The Yankees-Red Sox played in front of a crowd. You ready? 59,659 in their opening game. It was the largest crowd at a Major League Baseball game since 2003. And uh, And that's pretty amazing. So uh, people in Europe, they're interested in baseball. They want to see it. Um, We know in the WBC, Great Britain has a team in in the competition. But uh, this talks about baseball and its reach all across the globe. We know about all the great Japanese players who have blessed Major League Baseball now. And now here you go. The Cubs and Cardinals, one of the sport's longest rivals uh, will be on an international stage, and it'll be great to see uh, those two rivals um, in London in front of a packed house. So, Major League Baseball, international indeed. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside the parker. See you next week. Same bad
1: time, same bad station. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER
2: the therapy for black girls podcast is your space to explore mental health personal development and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves i'm your host dr joy Harden bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
0: Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and
6: Jay Valentine's
0: R&B Money podcast with artist Chris Brown.